Hello, and a very happy new year to you. We are kicking off 2024 in style. We've not one, not two, but three new episodes. So not only is there this episode in your podcast inbox, but there should be two others as well. Now, before you hear the sound of the music and the episode gets going, I wanted to let you know that this year, the year 2024, I'm going to be going on a little UK tour around some schools and visiting some assemblies. In the assemblies, I will be doing some live podcasts on some of the most special players who have ever lived. If you want me to come to your school to do a live podcast, please ask an adult to speak to your school about getting in contact. The school can contact me on footballforkidspodcast at gmail.com. Hello and welcome to the Football for Kids podcast with me, Darren Rees. In this episode, we're going to be speaking about three of the biggest comebacks in football. Before we do that, I wanted to read out a couple of your Apple Podcasts reviews. The first one is from Sabsal1, who says, Harland the Goat, five stars. I would like an episode of Harland Part 2, as he is my favourite player. And then finishes their review with the biggest Harland I've ever seen. And the next one is from Books Yay, gives the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and says, Hi Darren, please can you do an episode on Bruno Fernandes and Garnacho because he just scored a bicycle kick against Everton and I have got five goals and 11 matches for my team. Well, well done you and thank you for being a listener and thank you to every single person who's taken the time to write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Right then, let's get into this episode, shall we? On some of football's best ever comebacks. In football, there isn't anything that glues you to the TV as much of a sign of an incredible comeback does. Doesn't matter if it's the FA Cup, the Africa Cup of Nations or watching your local non-league football team. When the team which are behind score a goal or two, that famous phrase comes out of everybody's mouth who's watching. They couldn't, could they? I've spoken about some comebacks on other episodes, like Manchester United's unbelievable comeback against Bayern Munich in 1999. Or Liverpool's incredible turnaround against AC Milan in the Champions League final of 2005 in Istanbul. I'll pick a few that I don't think we've done before, or at least we've not done in detail. So, here are some of my three most memorable football comebacks. It was Newcastle versus Arsenal at St James's Park, and it didn't take Arsenal too long to get going. Nope. It took Arsenal's Theo Walcott 40 seconds to skill through the Newcastle defence and slot one past the keeper. Two minutes later, Arsenal win a free kick, swinging it into the box for it to be headed in. Three minutes gone and the Gunners were 2-0 up. Things got even worse for the Magpies though, as Arsenal's Robin Van Persie found himself in the perfect position like he always did, inside the box and put his head into the ball to stick it past the keeper and into the back of the net. The time on the clock was only 10 minutes gone, 
It was turning out to be a miserable afternoon for the home fans, but it was about to get worse as Robin Van Persie saw a cross flying into the box again and in perfect timing, he scores another header to make it 4-0. At 27 minutes gone, Newcastle fans were already starting to leave their seats and head home. Newcastle had never needed half-time like they did that day. And fortunately for them, the half-time whistle went and no further goals were scored. The second half starts and 10 minutes go by and Newcastle just couldn't get anything through. Another 10 minutes went by, still no goals for the Magpies. And then, in the 68th minute, Newcastle win a penalty. Newcastle United's player Joey Barton steps up and smashes it from the spot, grabs the ball and runs back to the halfway line. Seven minutes later, and with 15 minutes to go, Newcastle United's Leon Best scores a header in the box to make it 4-2. Those famous words get whispered around the ground and by those watching at home. They couldn't, could they? Eight minutes later, Newcastle are awarded yet another penalty. Joey Barton steps up again and wallops it down the centre of the goal. The Arsenal keeper furiously throws the ball out. By this point, there were seven minutes left in the game and the score was 4-3 Arsenal. A few minutes go by and the clock hits 87 minutes. Arsenal are desperately clinging on to their one-goal lead and in the 87th minute, Newcastle win yet another free kick. The ball goes into the box, but it's headed out, falling perfectly for Newcastle United player Teoti, who with his left foot volleys the ball, curling it into the bottom corner. St. James's Park went completely crazy. The Newcastle United players bundled each other and Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger was a very, very disappointed man. The game finished 4 all and Newcastle at that time pulled back one of the most exciting and extraordinary comebacks in the history of the Premier League. Oh, and for those Newcastle United fans who left after 27 minutes, can you imagine their faces when they got home to hear what was happening? That is a lesson to stick with your team to the bitter end, no matter what the score is. Our next game is Tottenham versus Manchester United. And we have to go all the way back to 2001. But before we get into it, something you need to know about Manchester United is in the Sir Alex Ferguson days, they were the comeback kings. And this may be one of their greatest comebacks of all time. It only took 15 minutes for Spurs to go ahead with a header from Dean Richards. 10 minutes later, Tottenham's Les Ferdinand manoeuvred himself into bags of space received the ball and stuck it past the United keeper. 25 minutes had gone and Spurs were all over them. But it was about to go from bad to worse for United. Christian Zieger put Hotspurs up by three goals to nil. Alex Ferguson, the Manchester United manager, was known for giving some pretty tough team talks at half-time. And it seemed to work, most of the time anyway. The second half started... And after just one minute, Manchester United's Andy Cole headed the ball into the back of a net off the back of a Gary Neville cross. All of a sudden, Manchester United were back in the game. Would everyone see a classic Manchester United turnaround? 
Yep, you bet they would, as it was 3-2 thanks to a header off the back of a David Beckham cross. And only a few minutes later, Van Nistelrooy got his first goal of the game to make it level. The Spurs fans who were singing and dancing at half-time were now biting their nails and saying that famous phrase, they couldn't, could they? Four minutes after the last United goal, they did it again. United's Veron made it four goals in 30 minutes and United were ahead. There was only one person who was going to finish the game off though, David Beckham. With three minutes to go, he chested the ball on the edge of the box and then without the ball hitting the ground, he pelts it, rocketing it into the corner. And Sir Alex Ferguson's half-time team talk certainly did the job. A very typical Manchester United comeback. The last game we're going to speak about was in 2017, so not that long ago. It was a Champions League match between PSG and Barcelona. It was the Champions League round of 16. Barcelona travelled to Paris to play PSG and they were batted 4-0 in an unbelievable display of football. The second leg would be held at the historic Nou Camp in Barcelona, where the job Barcelona had on their hands was thought to be nearly impossible. And even Neymar said it himself after the 4-0 defeat because Barca would need to win by a huge scoreline to beat one of the best teams in Europe. But every single one of them believed they could do it. The match started and within three minutes, Luis Suarez scored a goal that was so close to being kept out by a PSG player. The Barca team were giving it everything they had. Messi missed with a free kick by only a few inches. And as half-time was approaching, the score was 4-1 on aggregate. Barcelona were going to lose it if it remained the same score. At 40 minutes on the clock, Iniesta flipped the ball towards the goal, which was accidentally knocked in by one of the PSG players. It was now 4-2 on aggregate. Barcelona were looking good, but there was still a long way to go. The second half started, and after only five minutes, one of the PSG players sent Neymar crashing to the ground in a penalty box, giving Barcelona a penalty, and Messi took his chance to make it 4-3 on aggregate. Messi stepped up to the spot, smashing the ball past the keeper. He then sprinted to the goal, grabbed the ball and sprinted all the way back to the halfway line. Everyone in the ground and around the ground said that famous phrase, they couldn't, could they? 62 minutes on the clock and PSG were ready to spoil the party for Barcelona as Cavani hit the post and then moments later hit the ball in the box to stick it into the back of the net. The Barca fans went from singing and dancing to covering their eyes and biting their nails. Barcelona kept going though. They had shots on target and were creating opportunities all the time. PSG was still ahead. With only two minutes left until the 90th minute would strike, Barca won a free kick on the edge of the box. Neymar Jr. stepped up to take the free kick, curling it into the corner of the goal. The Barca team and fans were believing again. And it was game on. That famous phrase was muttered again. They couldn't, could they? In the 91st minute of the game, Suarez was taken down in a box, giving Barcelona yet another penalty. Neymar wanted to take this one, and he took one of the classiest penalties you'll see. And then in the 90th minute, 
Sergio Roberto, off the back of a Neymar assist, made it 6-1 to seal the game for Barcelona. The PSG fans were silent. And the Barcelona fans were having a party. It was probably one of the most dramatic Champions League turnarounds that has ever been seen. I hope that you've enjoyed listening and learning about these three different comebacks from three different football eras. There are so many that we could speak about. And if there is one that you want covered on the podcast, please do let me know. Remember, if you know someone who loves football just as much as you do, then please tell them about Football for Kids. And whether you're playing football soon, watching it on the telly or pitch side, I hope that you enjoy the game. See you next time.